Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pioneer Podcasting presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Beerman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her here. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak Beerman. You know, as much as I want to do this intro perfect, Croy is saying that he wants to do better, get better, feel better every day. And he's like, like Tom Brady. And I was like, dude, Tom Brady's making $50 million a year. He's like, so are we. If not, we're going to make $60 million a year. And I just kind of started to laugh. But anyways, welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode of House of Kim, where we unapologetically share the ups and downs of our unpredictable life. And just like you guys, always trying to find the ways to inspire and increase positivity in our daily lives. Woo-woo! Croy is so bent in a shape. I've been taking pictures. First of all, you guys, I don't think my kids will ever think they had a mom, ever, in their life. That is because, such no, baloney. No, it's not. Yes, I it had twins, right? Twins. Two babies Babe, at one time. I had time. a mom, and I haven't seen a picture of her in, in fucking 20 years. Like, I, I remember what my mom did. Like, I, I it's okay. Like, well, pictures are in your mind. We, we didn't have cell phone cameras. And, I don't give a and shit. And that crap didn't so, exist. So my assistant, Nikki, right? I said to Croy and, and Nikki that my goal is I have, like, the Dolce & Gabbana flip phones. I have the Blackberries that I think Kim, and Car- Kim Kardashian that and I had to, like, the, the very thinks, end. Yeah, somehow she thinks when we plug them in, they're just going to magically pop on, and we're going to magically pull off 30,000. Because they have been in the fucking safe. So you're saying all of my pregnancy photos that I took of myself I'm in the mirror just are gone? You, I'm telling you to get yourself prepared that they might not be available. I'm just telling well, you. Well, guess that. what? You, as a man, need to figure out that how has to get them to off. do with me being a man. Yes, it no, does. Go. You're like no, electronics. If anything, if, you know how to if fix If anything, you should call me it. a geek. I'm not. I'm. That has nothing to do with being a man. Yes, I don't. Women don't know how to do this shit on the computer. I mean, like, we're not that great with that. There are all kinds of tech women out there that have that work at Apple and Google, and and they could they could pull pictures off in one second. I'm just wanting my pictures of me throughout the last ten years of my life. I have nothing except what's on my phones that are in the. I'm just telling you, you need to be prepared. Why would they not? If I have the charger, why would they not not turn turn on? on in probably 15 years? Okay, you're fucking exaggerating. No, I'm not. Troy. We've been married almost ten, and they have been in that safe since I known you. No, I had a couple of them when I was with you. The BlackBerry I had when I first met you. I think, like I said, Kim Kardashian and I must be in our names. Okay, we so had let's the BlackBerry to the tail end because we nine, both loved it. Fifteen to nine years, they have been shut off. Babe, you're just you're just being negative. I'm Whatever. not. You guys, Look, here's the thing. I've been taking s- pictures today. If you looked on my Instagram actually today, because we're recording this on a Sunday night, um, I posted a picture of Croy and KJ. And people think that Croy and KJ, or KJ's a junior, and he's not actually, but he is. He's Croy Jagger, and Croy is Croy Evan. 
um, or I'll say Yvonne to be a douche. But <laughs> when I first it's Yvonne. Yeah, when I said, "What's your real name?" He says, <laughs> "This dumbass said Yvonne." <laughs> I busted out laughing. No, it was fucking Brielle when she was. Yes, when I'd was only gonna... been around for a few months, and she's like, "What's your middle name again? Isn't it Evan?" And I said, "I looked at her. I said, nope, it's Yvonne." And she spit her milk out across the it, counter. Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah. Like Croy's just a clown. But yeah. anyways, KJ Beerman. Since the second he was born, I realized that I had this boy for Croy uh, from the jump. And then today, KJ's going to be 10. For all of you guys that have been with me through this entire journey, I gave birth to KJ on Housewives of Atlanta. I didn't share the nitty gritty because I feel like that's a very personal part of my life. But I shared right up until and then I showed right after. But he was born on Housewives of Atlanta. And I've since obviously had three more kids, but he'll be 10 years old. Cash will be nine in August. The twins will be eight in November. Like, where is the time going? But when I took these pictures of kind of KJ had a basketball, which we're going to get into basketball because I'm really fucking heated over this. But um, KJ had his little basketball party, which I think is really sweet that his coach actually put on today for the entire team um, at Bobby G's, which is like a pizza restaurant up the street from here. And when KJ got home, he had like this little basketball basket with goodies in it, him and cash. And so what do you, what do you think my husband does? He digs into the candy, just like (laughs) KJ does. And they're eating these Mike and Ike's and they're going in on it. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, what does this kid have of me? Like not one fucking thing. Your sense of humor. Maybe. Yeah, definitely my sense of humor. He's like a jokester and maybe my hairline. Well, actually, no, he doesn't have my hairline. Because He's he got has your his hair. He has my hair, He's like very hair. Not thick. Not your hair color, but your hair texture. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. And so, and I think he has kind of my chin, and you only see my top teeth when I smile, which bothers me. The one thing that really attracted me to my husband was his smile. You can see top and bottom teeth when he smiles, and I absolutely love that. Cash has that. So maybe he has my smile, but I'm looking at these two, like just going in on these candies, which I hate Mike and Ike's. I, I don't like candy, I like chocolate. And I started snapping pictures and I was just like, I have to share this with the world. Like, this is mind blowing to me that like, actually I carried him. He was my hardest pregnancy out of all of them, including twins. And I basically had him for his father. This is the same boy that it was during. I didn't know that though at the time. Well, no, because you know what happened? I remember looking over after I'd just given birth and Croy's holding him, reading him a book. And I'm like, this guy. Like, okay, great. Like, great. Give me a break. They didn't have a nursery anymore. So when I had Brielle and Ariana, they had a nursery. So like they take the baby, which would always stress me out, but they weren't, they don't have a nursery anymore. They they, They, they frown upon it. I guess they want the baby to stay in the room with the parents, which I like uh, if, if there was like a a drastic situation, there is a place where they would take the the baby to be cared for. Right. Uh, I made Craig go with his (laughs) circumcision. I mean, but they, they I, I definitely think there's parts of our positivities of being famous or somewhat well known because I don't know that they would let anybody in for a circumcision. But I was so anal about it. But Croy and KJ from the jump had this really crazy connection. And and I did, too. Like, I, obviously, having my first son, I had no idea what I was missing. If I never had a son, I was totally happy with my girls. Having a son. This is totally off topic and not even in my fucking notes. But having KJ... And anybody that has a son knows what I'm saying. It supersedes any connection you've ever had in your whole life. It is, it's crazy. It's crazy. Now I know why my mom hated me. Like my brother was the firstborn, <laughs> which I mean, it's a boy. Like I don't, my connections with my son, my daughters are my whole life, right? Like God gave me three girly girls. Kaya 
is she's really my twin I feel like but Brielle and Ariana as well and then I have these three just juicy big boys that I'm, I'm obsessed with their father so I think it probably helps that they are a part of him as well but KJ really taught me pretty quickly like the connection that you can have with a boy but what was annoying was that KJ only wanted Croy so it was during the NFL lockout so Croy was at home I had KJ May 31st and we moved 10 days later into our house in Roswell it was during the lockout so Croy was kind of there and then all of a sudden Croy was at camp right was it camp no, because I feel like I was calling you on the week on a Saturday a no, lot. No, it was so probably you, OTAs. I think you had something. It to do was with OTAs. something. It was definitely something. I would I would have to call KJ or I would have to call Croy for KJ. He's he's. Well, I that maybe, that was like yeah, that was actually in camp. That was that he was, was maybe six weeks old. You guys, yeah. like literally well, no, six cause, or cause, eight weeks at best. No, he, he was. He would have been like twelve weeks. If he's born May, so camp. we have Jul- June thirty first. July thirty first is eight weeks. So you're in camp. Yeah, eight weeks. Yeah, I have weeks. to call his dad. He's screaming bloody murder. And I'm filming Housewives, you guys. And yeah, I'm he, filming like, Don't Be Tardy. Seriously, when we say screaming, like he, but it was so random. It was, there was no reason for it. And he, and he, he wasn't colicky though. Like he no, was he not wasn't. a colicky baby. It was just, he would be sleeping so peaceful. He'd be so fine. And then just a, a switch would flip on this little guy. And it was like, he was possessed and it was like just blood curdling, intense red face, like just screaming. I'm and filming housewives. I'm filming. Don't be tardy. Croy's playing in the NFL. It's a lot. I mean, it, it was definitely a lot. We'll tell you an interesting story in one second regarding what Croy just said. But I would have to call Croy every night. Croy, please talk to KJ. <laughs> so he'd be screaming. I remember yeah. specifically on my phone, it was 8.32 p.m. KJ was screaming. I said, Croy, please talk to him. And he said, KJ, buddy, I'm right here, buddy. I'm. And it was like his eyes got huge and he was like totally con- out like a light in about three minutes. <laughs> I was pissed. I carried you. What the fuck? You're not pissed. You're grateful. I was pissed and grateful. But all his dad is his whole life. And I can totally respect, appreciate, and understand all of that. But like for real, KJ's whole life is his dad. And it's just the way it is. I, I, it's just who he is. Like when they say that your kids are who they are when they are born, that's exactly right. Well, KJ was a hellion in essence. I mean, trying to do... NFL and two shows and get married on 11 11 11 which is a Friday and KJ was six months old and deal with all of that we moved out of our Roswell house in May KJ was a year old and we moved back into my townhouse to finish building this house and KJ slept through the night and slept through the night every night night thereafter never screamed again never was the same it was like the house was possessed I was told by the police in Roswell that, that the house actually was possessed and actually did have some yeah, quote unquote demons and stuff there. But KJ, it was tough. Um, and the day we moved out, literally, like I woke up frantic that he slept through the night and ran to the bedroom and he was still asleep and it was like mind blowing to me. Peaceful as he should have yeah, been. Yeah, peaceful as he should have been as a baby. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, the picture I posted tonight just goes to show you that like KJ's nine. He's a carbon copy of his father, which is amazing. He gives life 100%, whether it's basketball, school, his friends, his chores, whatever, just like his dad. I give 100% to shit I care about. Other than that, it's like, you know, no. If I'm not passionate about it, I'm just not going to do it. Croy gives... <laughs> yeah, I-, I think it's... I, yeah, it's... Whether I'm passionate or not has no bearing on it. It's if I start it, something in the back of my mind is like a... like a. 
I don't start like anything a, I'm not like passionate about. Like nails on chalkboard to finish it. You know, like if I don't finish it, all I keep hearing is those nails on chalkboard. So once I start something, it has to be finished. And like because the dumbass of my, movie you've been watching all because fucking Because of weekend. my OCD. It's not a movie. It's a show. Whatever. Stupid. It's, it was OCD. the most dramatic. You don't like drama. It was the most. I heard this bitch's I, voice all weekend. I it was did, the most dramatic right. thing I ever heard. We're going to get into that. Too, I hate the drama. Annoyed. hate the drama. Well, you but must like it because you watched it all weekend. I love the sci-fi. I wanted to know what happened at the very end. Fast forward, like it's I said. It's all sci-fi. The world's ending. It's it's that type of show. You know, like where are we going to be at? So, but it has to be. It has to be perfect too. When I start something, it has to be perfect. That is a blessing and a curse in this in this literal same sentence because there are times where things don't need to be perfect, and I've had to heed my own that. advice that what, because when you chase sometimes when you chase perfection, you you lose sight of of other tasks and other and other well, goals. Well, so you, I don't, you have OCD, right? I yeah. have OCD, right? My bikini line for me right now, you guys. I am a perfectionist. I know what works. I know how I want it fit. And and it's hard to get somebody to understand that. And I can't understand how you don't see what I see, right? I struggle with that right now. It's been something that like I'm very frustrated over. I know what I want. I know what works. And so I'm a, I'm a perfectionist about something that I'm passionate about. I'm a passionate about makeup. I'm passionate about hair. I'm passionate about bikinis. I'm, I'm all girl, right? So I'm very passionate. I get very frustrated. However, while I'm passionate about with my assistant, I'm sitting here and we're, and I'm, I'm literally telling you how long I want your, the crotch of the suit and how long and how thick I want it on the side. And we're doing these measurements. If my phone rings and I answer it and Brielle's going to the Bahamas this week for her birthday, I'm handling that and taking care of that. Ariana's like, mom, do you want dinner? I'm like, yeah, pick up pizza for us. I'm all over the place. Croy, if he was dealing with bathing suits, for example, or building KJ's project for school, he can only do that one thing at that time. And I used to take it not personal, but like, babe, I told you that we needed dinner and it's now eight o'clock and you never made a decision. He's like, well, I've learned Croy right over the years. He focuses 100% on the task at hand until it's completed, which is a blessing and a curse. Right. So I've had to learn to somewhat adapt and try to fragment my thoughts or, (laughs) or fragment my attention. Right. And understand that if, if I don't get it done today, it'll, it'll it'll stay where I finished today, and I can finish tomorrow. Nope, that's a fucking lie. I, I'm working Croy on it. Croy started a show on Friday. No, no, no. Well, no. Yeah, I started it like probably 18 months uh, ago. I don't give a shit. Okay, See? here's the thing. Friday, 18 months ago. Saturday, Sunday, today. He's watched it five or six hours out of no. Saturdays and Sunday. Yes, yes. Not true. Yes. Not true. And, but today I'm on my computer doing nothing. I'm doing nothing. I'm like filling in the stuff for the podcast. I'm checking my emails for this for Salty K. I'm dealing with Cab. My business partner had her baby boy yesterday. So I've been just all this stuff going on. But I'm like, hey, babe. And he's like, he'll pause it. And he's like, yeah, which is like a huge milestone. That's like, holy fuck. I won the lotto. He hears me because I would say that a year ago, 20 times before he heard me. Not true. That's all. Are you going to lie? I'm not lying, but that's not true. What, what would be true to you? So when I was more at more in depth into an actual real task, like a, like a movie, like, no, I would, I would always, no matter what task he's doing, if I'm like, babe, you want to, you know, but if I was, was, he's like, for whatever reason, he, no matter what contract, no matter what show, no matter what he's doing, it's like, babe, come on, skirt, stop, drop, roll. He's game. 
So is that a guy in you? That's the guy in I you. I guess. But I've read and I've learned and I, and we've spoken to you guys about perfectionism and 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 OCD and when when you're going after something and, and you've got a a a, a long term goal, those short term goals, if you if you spend too much time on those and, and you're and you're just chasing perfectionism and you can't necessarily achieve it in your own mind, you get so obsessed with trying to achieve that perfectionism that you never really reach that long term goal when when that task that you that short term goal or that task that stepping stone you needed to get to the long term goal was achieved at, at a at a fine level to get to the next mm-hmm. level and just and, and you gotta move on. Me. That's not gonna work for me for like salty K, you guys. There's no, 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 there's no, a no. few companies They're, in right. the country. There's a lot of companies in this country that I can wear a medium bottom, a large or extra large top and they fit perfectly majority of the companies are that way people change their manufacturers it doesn't work out that way my bathing suits to me need to be perfect right whether you're 250 pounds 150 pounds 300 i don't care i want the cut to be perfect i want the cut to elongate your legs i want the cut to suck in your stomach lift your ass boost your boobs you know like like that that's my goal i've had that i know what that feels like I get frustrated. I have found a new manufacturer that one shot and they're done with this teeny weeny bikini, as we call it. It is teeny. Um, and they nailed it first try. So it, it kind of gave me back my mojo, but I won't quit. I'll move everything for Salty K here to Atlanta, Georgia, in a warehouse and hire master seamstress to nail it because I have an eye for that. And what I've realized is like, how do you not? I can look at a bathing suit when it arrives and tell you what's off by not even trying it on right? But that's my eye. That's God's giving gift, I feel like. So I'm not going to sacrifice that. Your gift, Croy, is being able to complete a task. I start I start doing something with the bathing suits. And then it's like, okay, I have to wait for the manufacturer to get it. Then we're going to get on the call. So then I go on to something else. And then it's like a week or two goes by. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. You will stay on that task until it's completed. Right. I don't have yeah. the tenacity in essence to do that. Well, that's the dynamic duo we have created with each other. Let's so. just go have sex and call it a night. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to get into the actual oh, no. segments <laughs> on our notes. Because Croy asked me we walking have up here, deliver. babe, should we just make out and call it a night? I'm like, let's fucking do it. And he's like, let's just leave the mics on. I'm like, I'm not saying a word. It was kind of a funny joke. But anyways. You guys would hear dead air, huh? I wouldn't say a word. Yeah. But I said to Croy, you know what? I'm like... I'm aware of everything. I'm a Taurus. I'm kind of aware of everything. I can do 16 things at once. Croy's totally in the moment, which is funny and would have been funny. But anyways, let's jump to our segment, you guys. As a parent, do you ever feel like you're failing because you just can't keep up with your kids' activities? Because we are so feeling that right now. And we went to a movie theater. But before you start complaining, just hear us out. And let's tackle this one, you guys. Listen to this. She slept with her brother-in-law and wants to know if she should tell his new wife. We'll spend a lot of time with that and more as we dive into our new segment, Safe Space with Kim and Croy. Let's jump right into the family update. Go, baby, go. All right. So again, as a parent, have you ever felt like you're just failing because you just can't keep up with your kids' activities? We have four kids, as you guys know, KJ. Well, we have six total, four littles. Brielle and Ariana are kind of doing their own thing now. So... We're still responsible to drive KJ Cash, Kane and Kaya to all their activities, whether it's basketball, baseball, uh, chorus, 
Uh, KJ wants to sign up to hold the damn stop sign and get the kids into into the carpool <laughs> after school. I'm like, KJ, stop signing up and volunteering. But it's like a joke because he's like, Mom. I'm like, I'm just kidding, son. But inside, I'm actually not because he stays like 30, 45 minutes later after school. So we pick up the littles at 2.50 and we wait for KJ until 3.30. Yep. Well, that like 40 minutes of my life is me drawing bathing suits. You yeah. know what I mean? Or whatever. Science lab to robotics. writing lab kj or cash has writing lab which because of his broken right arm he doesn't have it and he's so stoked it's just you know the twins have practiced one night kj and cash have it a different night i am very thankful for this right kj and cash everybody's a year apart kj's 11 cash is 12 the twins are 13 however kj and cash are only a year apart in school fourth and third grade and the twins are together in first there's two years between them just because of where their birthdays fall the blessing is Cash is the same size as KJ, pretty much. And so they're on the same basketball team. Mm-hmm. And they were not allowed last year to be on the same baseball team, which no. made it very, very difficult for Corey and I. Yeah. And then the twins are on the same team just because they're twins and it just ends up working out that way. But thank God for Brielle and Ariana because I don't know that we could manage all this. Like without them, they're just now getting used to our new assistant, Nikki. So it's okay for her to take them to practice. But my kids are very used to like Tracy, Brielle, Ariana, Corey and I, and that's about it. Like, no, we don't really let people into our world. Uh, Our massage therapist, Ann too, but you know, she doesn't really drive them anywhere. She just massages them, but they don't really open themselves up to new people, um, which puts it off on us. And the girls have been really great with it, but it's a lot. I mean, Wednesdays are the twins. Thursdays are the boys. Then they add in different days. This Friday was a game for the boys, which at 530, I said, Croy, like at 530, like what are the working parents doing? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Also, they have a trainer because we haven't been uh, interacting with too many people because of COVID. We didn't really know right. what to do. So uh, Brielle had a trainer, Charles, yep. who was at the gym. He's trained Janet Jackson. He's trained all these really great people throughout the years in boxing and I brought him to the house to train the boys and get him exercise and get him focused and, you know, give him an hour. And he's worked out really, really well. Yeah. Um, well, it originally started because Cash wanted to learn how to box. And so he would shadow he box. to be Conor McGregor. Yeah, he would shadow box with Cash and then yeah. and KJ at the same time. And then and then it's evolved into now they're kind of doing some strength training things and they, they do agility. They do acceleration. He doesn't put up with shit either. Charles does not put up with shit. Like, yeah. Kaya's in the mix and she whines and then Kane he's like dude we don't have time for this like Cash wants to lay out in the sun he's like get up get up Cash like he doesn't put up with shit so we have that as well three days a week for them I mean it's a lot with their activities honestly Kaya was in dance she told me today she wants to be in gymnastics she's doing these cartwheels across the floor and She's doing actually really well. She wants to be in gymnastics. But like I look back on my parents and I danced a lot. I spent 40 hours a week at one point when I was like 16 years old doing ballet, tap and jazz. Like I was a huge ballet person and toe and obsessed with it. That's where my muscle comes from and my legs, bitches, because they're always like, oh, Photoshop. No, bitch. Those calf muscles are real. But I danced most of my life and my mom would always be like, hustling from the salon to the dance and then waiting for me and then there was no cell phones back then so it was like it was a lot for my parents and I'm so grateful for that as I look back because it is a lot and we have two daughters that have been instrumental in us getting through all of this yeah that's funny you say that I, I didn't really get the opportunity to do things like that as a little kid you know because there really wasn't any activities that were set up for for the kids my age in such a small town. There wasn't mm-hmm. enough kids to actually participate, nor parents could actually coach it or, or run the whatever it was going on. So 
we didn't really get into activities until middle school. And so I, I was remember. going to activities to watch my sisters participate in them. You know, I would watch my sister play volleyball or, or play a basketball game or, or whatever. By the way, you guys, all three Beermans, Croy and his two sisters are like all-star athletes. Like when you go to their school, their high school, their their pictures are everywhere. They're like all-star athletes. Like Croy failed to mention that <laughs> or whatever. Well, um, funny story. I th- my older sister is probably a better athlete than I was in comparison. Had she been a man? she would have been a better athlete than me. That's how good of an athlete she was as a woman, if that makes any sense what I'm saying. But right. but she just, she was, she was an, out of all three of us, she was probably the best athlete per, per ratio, however you, however you want to like describe it. But it, I see some of that in Kaya to a certain extent as far as like just incredible her, strength. Kaya's strength is abnormal. Her basketball agility, coach agrees. Her, yep. Yeah, like, yep. I mean, she could jump. But Kaya's a little flighty like her mama. Like, Kaya yeah. needs to be in ballet. Ballet, tap and jazz, you know, you had to take ballet. I grew up in Connecticut. You had to take ballet for years. It was all politics. Miss Riley was my instructor. I'm sure somebody's listening to this that knows exactly who she is. And she was balls to the wall. She didn't accept you always in her class. If you didn't try your best, give it your all. She screamed at you. It was like the military. Okay. And, but I, I guess we needed that, but it was all politics. I mean, it, it definitely was. And my mom, like, if you're not on time, you're out, Yeah. you know? And so, I mean, my, I think my work ethic, my determination, all of that came from a very young age of four years old being in ballet with Miss Riley was like, first position. Right. And I would be like, Kim. And I was like, like Tan Hut. Very serious stuff. But I, I definitely feel like some of my work ethic came from her. Like, if it's not perfect, we're not doing it. Like, we're perfect. Right. Like, so I used to get so pissed. I danced with my girlfriend, Megan, my mom's best friend, June's daughter. And it was tough, man. It was yeah. tough. But uh, I remember my mom like getting there and, and trying to get there like, this bitch is crazy. Like, calm down. It's going to be okay. But now I'm in it like full force. Like Brielle, I, she wanted to do ballet. She did it for one year. She wanted to quit two months in. I made her stick it out because I said, we don't quit. Um, Ariana definitely did gymnastics. But they weren't as involved as our boys. I don't feel they, they Ariana got weren't. Ariana got involved later on when she was kind of able to get a ride or drive herself. So she did cheerleading, she right. did volleyball. Yeah. Brielle she no. did yeah, she did gymnastics. Um yeah, Brielle Brielle just wasn't into it. Brielle Brielle loved social media. My mom made me do cheerleading for the basketball team at Santa Dalberts. <sighs> she made me just do everything. Like I <laughs> fucking hated it. I did softball. I hated it. Like why? Why? That's why I don't push. What did Kaya. you want to be doing? I just I did love dance. I love the glitz and the uh, glam of the makeup and the hair. I loved to. So you toe. couldn't do dance twelve months out of the year. Nope. Wasn't possible. It ends in May. Ends in May. Starts now, in September. Oh. So I just had three months off. But it so was so she like, made you do something in those three months, like bitch, um, relax during eighth grade. So it was only once a week when I was in those like eighth grade, seventh grade. Right. It was when I got into high school that I got pretty like serious and competitive. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I was never, you know, I was never really 100% in it, I don't feel like. Like, I loved toe, which is ballet, and then you go on to toe shoes. Tap, eh, didn't really like that. Jazz, I didn't really like that. I don't know. I feel like Miss Riley made me feel a little bit insecure, maybe as a younger child. I think Megan felt this way, too. Um, I was going to say her last name, but I'm actually not going to. Insecure how? She just was like, 
but my dad was, you know, in the military, sure. the Navy. And so he's bah, 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 like very aggressive. Mrs. Riley was the same way. Like, Kim, I said first position. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, ah, like it was just yeah. a lot. Right. Like there's this very small space of us yeah. dancing. And then there's four rows in the front. There's four chairs in the front, four in the back on one side. And then there's a little lane where you could walk through the door and walk into your class. And then on the other side, there was four to the right, four to the, you know, behind right. that. So there was a total of when what, was she yelling 16 at 16 chairs. How old were you? I mean, like I started with her at four. I know, but she was yelling at you like that at four, four years six, old. Se- four, five, six, seven, eight. I probably left her school at nine, ten, and went to egg. I went to another school because okay. my mom had had enough. Yeah, yeah it was a lot. But yeah. I, I again, That's like I'm not a bitter. I'm not a bitter person over it because I really feel like it yeah. created its structure in me. My dad being in the military is a different. You grew up in a different household. I don't yeah. care what anybody says, and she was that way as well. So there was like. She expects something and you must deliver. It wasn't necessarily fear. It was just, I expect this from you and I know you can do it. So do it. Yeah. Basically. But it still scars you a little bit. Yeah. No, of course. Especially that young. I mean, I don't, I remember coaches yelling. I don't, I'm sure they yelled at me specifically, but I I felt like I was a pretty self-motivated kid. They were always kind of yelling at the kids that weren't self-motivated. You know, like they had to kind of motivate them or get them to like, come on, keep going. Let's go. Let's do it the right way. Let's practice. Let's run. Let's do whatever. Whereas I was kind of wanting to do that because I wanted to be better and I wanted to I see a lot of myself. Yeah. I I think I see Kaya where she tends to get a little nervous with Kaya, shoot the basket or, you know, (laughs) but then she's like, oh, that's kind of how I felt like, oh, like she would ride me so hard or right. whatever the case may be but you know i i definitely remember those feelings i if somebody ever said some shit to my kid that mrs riley ever said to me i'd probably grab the bitch by the shirt and say let me tell you something honey yeah. we're not going to talk to my kids this way but i think that it was such an honor and it was to be in her quote unquote class and it was so serious and such a gift because she was so talented that right. the parents allowed it you yeah. know and so Let's jump into basketball because I, my boys, well, actually both the twins and KJ and Cash had really awesome coaches this year. In fact, the twins coach came to watch the boys play on Saturday yeah, and Friday. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't, and we haven't talked about basketball with, with, uh, you guys yet. And you guys, I get fired up. (laughs) I am fucking, let me tell you something, Croy, and don't even jump in here. Okay. Let me just say something. First of all. I am all, I'm competitive as to a fault. So is my husband, right? To a fault. <clears throat> what are you going to say? No, keep going. We're, we're very competitive people, right? Yeah. But I'm also realistic. I know my boys are really good. My boys are really good in basketball because they're so big. It's not that they dribble faster, run fast. They're just so big. And so... Unfortunately, Cash broke his arm, of course. But prior to this, my boys are big. They're bigger than anybody else. Okay? This entire season, my two boys are bigger than anybody else's kid. All right? So you have an advantage. When KJ will just reach his hands up in the air and take the ball from the re- – like, it, go- it doesn't make the basket. KJ just reaches up, and it's in his hands, and they're, they're- – Rebounds. Rebounds, whatever. They're a foot away from them, these other kids. Like, it's just easy, right? I'm telling you, I'm going to fucking find out what happened on Saturday, but we're going to get into that in a second. And this isn't even on my books because when Nikki, our assistant, kind of put this all together on Friday, they were on their way to the championships, and they still were. They were a game away. But my boys are great. 
Their coach is great. Their coach is so passionate about the game, but yet his con- he constantly preaches work ethic, never quit, don't look at the clock, don't look at the score, just work and give it 100%. So when I look at a coach for my kids at this age, and I'm not a professional athlete, obviously, like my husband, but I know what I want to feel for my kids. And when I look at a coach and they say things to my son and their entire team, like, forget the clock, forget the score. We're giving it 100% from start to finish. We focus on the ball. You know, like, I feel a certain way. And I want my kids to feel that way. Like, I don't want my kids to ever feel down or less than. I want them to continue to be encouraged, but yet still have structure and constructive criticism. And I feel like their coach... KJ and Cash's and Kai and Kane's coach did that this year. Basketball for Kai and Kane is way different than for KJ and Cash. It gets real fucking serious from first grade to third and fourth grade. And Kaya's like, I mean, honestly, she's in left field. She's like, do do do, like her hands are in the air. We don't know what she's doing or where she's looking. And seriously, no, it's it's. I'm like, do you pay attention during practice? <laughs> do, you, do you do you even know that you're on a basketball court? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, and then sometimes she snaps in and like she'll she'll get the ball she'll, and she'll get throw the ball it up. Yep, and it'll and it'll bounce around the rim. She even made a few shots. Uh, she got fouled one time and she knew how to line up for a. For yeah, a it was free my. Throw. She was so excited about it, and I'm like, Kaya, yeah. slow down, use the backboard. And Corey's like, shut up, shut up, because I think I make her more nervous. Yeah, but there was times I'm not, I'm not even kidding you that she like she was on defense. And she's got her back to the ball <laughs> and she's like staring at the basket. And I'm like, I'm like, what is she doing? Like, <laughs> keep her eye on the, like, you got to see the ball if you're going to steal it or block it. She just has her hands up in the air by herself to the left-hand side and yeah. nobody's around. I, I mean, <laughs> to, to her, her defense, I, she was told to do that at some point. So she's doing it. So she's coachable, uh, bless her heart. And, you know, she wants to do it again. Well, so I'm going to jump to their game first and Croy's going to get mad at me because our podcast last year, I talked about like the baseball here in the community and how everybody thinks their kids should be in the MLB and whatever it's, it's, yeah. and Croy tells me to shut up and don't share too much. I don't give a fuck. Here's what happened with the twins. Okay. Their coach is great. His son is the cutest human being on this planet. He's super tiny. He dribbles. He's so focused. I, I love watching his son, okay? He has a daughter on the team as well. He's really great. He's he's patient. He coaches them. He instructs them. But he also knows that, like, you can't be on the court while they're playing, okay? He, he follows the rules. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. I'm glad that Croy just admitted that. So here's the thing. So he's out because his older son is having baseball, I think, or something, right? He was yeah. out two weeks ago. three, Maybe three weeks ago, yeah. whatever. Yeah. He played the same team that in essence, beat us on Saturday. Yeah. Which they beat us because they're douches, but I'm going to get into that. So (laughs) he's out. No, Croy, Croy, please. So he's out. And so our assistant coach, who's actually super funny as well um, and super focused and determined, whatever, he was there to coach. And then I did see our coach on the phone with his wife on FaceTime, like watching the game and stuff. And during this time, these coaches from the other team, they're on the course on the court they're they're placing their kids in certain positions they're grabbing a child moving them to the right to the left move this do that like he's on the fucking court moving these kids around yeah. and and i'm like man what like for real and then what is it called when you when you like 
uh, line people up and you like block them or whatever. What's it called when they screening screening? Yeah. So this is another thing that's was, going they on. They were setting picks. Yeah. They were setting picks and they were setting screens, which you can't do. Like they haven't been taught that. I mean, you're going to hurt a kid. He's not, he's not prepared to, to meet head to head with somebody like we're like six that. years old, you guys six yeah. and seven. Yeah. And so, so they were setting picks and they had one, they had one kid that was good. And so he would basically, he would, he would dribble the ball and he would rely on his other buddy who was, who was okay to set the pick for him. And because you can only have one person on the ball handler, right? You can't double team them. You can't triple team them because they want, they want to try to teach the kids not only ball handling skills, but have the ability to move around, not just have balls bouncing out. And, they still and, do travel. Right. They still do out of bounds. They still do yeah. like, I mean, these kids are young, but right. they're learning. But it's, it, they've, they've set up a system of rules to really teach these kids fundamentals within a game setting. Right. And, and, and that went out the window with this fucking team. Right. So so when you when you change the rules at the end of the season, right, or you change or you take advantage of a rule maybe that isn't set in stone, then you're completely kind of... So I'm competitive, but not to the point to where I don't follow the rules. Right. I'm not going to do that. I'm right. not going to fucking tell my children to do something that is not within the rules or not well, right. something and, and, that's and, and, appropriate or something that's yeah i'm not gonna should, do it you know so so kane basically was guarding the kid who was who was better and dribbling the ball and this kid would get close to kane and, and kane knows that i'm not supposed to run my body into somebody because that's a foul right I, so I can't hit my body yeah. i can't hit the person i can put my hand straight up you know he's done all these things he's been taught all these things so the kid gets next to him and he and he stops basically and, and is is like being kind to the kid to kind of get around him but by that point, they've used the rule to let the kid go by to get closer to the basket to get a layup. This happened a couple different times. And so And I'm pissed. Now listen. So the coach, the, the the assistant coach and the and basically the fill in coach, great dad. We love, yeah, I love, love him. I love son, his, his wife. Old, his son was on Canes. His, his other his son other, was on uh, yeah, KJ and Cash. They're great people, great family. And so he was like, at the end of the game, he's like, Beerman, like, they, they they can't do that. Like, it's just ridiculous. And he was yelling at him. But I'm yelling at court, like, like, why isn't he fucking saying something? But he was. But he, he was. was, he, was, like, he, was he was saying, like, no, you know, you're setting screens. You can't set screens. You can't set picks. Croy yelled, and this parent next to me. So Croy and I stand in the same place at this facility every single week. Like people know that we kind of stand there. It is what it is. We stand up the whole time. We're wound up. We're very competitive. We stand up. We support our kids. We talk to them, you know, during it when they're by us, whatever. And so there's a couple parents during this game that we're talking about and this game on Saturday that are standing in our, where we stand, basically. Fine. Fuck you. Whatever. So they're standing next to us. Well, during this game that Croy's referring to, Croy said, no screen. The guy, dad's like, yeah, they can't screen. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, buddy. You're about five two. I'd be quiet. Right. Corey's not gonna do anything, but no, like I no. I like calm down, bro. Like you shouldn't be screening and you know that. What bothers me the most is like if you win without cheating, you win. I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with that. Like right. I genuinely in if my you, heart am yeah. okay with that. Like if there's always I always tell my kid there's gonna be somebody that's better, that's gifted, that's in your whole life. Like whatever. Like you get props where props are given, right? But when you're a fucking cheater. It does something to my insides. You know, there's a reason, again, there's a reason why they set up these guidelines. It's to help the kids to understand how to play the game, to to increase their fundamentals, to be able to actually practice their fundamentals in a game setting. And 
And so when you take advantage of that just to win, it's, it's really disheartening, you know, and it's, and it's frustrating and it's, and it's sad to see. So that game happened. It, it wasn't a, a make it or break it game. And so when Kane got in the car, I said, I said, Hey, Kane, if we ever play these guys again and you see him and you see him set up his, his fist where he says, you know, one, uh, know that somebody's going to be next to you. And I give you the permission to run through that kid. I said, literally run through him. He won't pick you again. He will not set Kane a screen for you a again. Very sweet he says, human. okay, dad. Okay, dad. He's a very sweet human. And so lo and behold. So, okay, so Saturday, guess who we're <laughs> fucking playing? The cheaters. The cheaters. Here's what I don't, this is where I get frustrated, right? You guys, I'm all about positivity. I'm all about ask, believe, and receive. I do feel like karma will catch you. So here we are. Let's just get to the fucking game before I get real pissed. So we're in the game. I see the people standing in the spot that I always stand in that everybody knows that I stand in. And I'm like, here we fucking go, right? But it's okay. I tell my angels, don't worry about it. Cut the cords. We're good. The game starts. This fuck is doing the same thing. He's running up and down the court. He's positioning these kids. He's the same shit, just a different Saturday. So it's the scores. We're, t- we're a leading, right? At one point, we're leading. Yeah, we were. It was, it was, there was a, like maybe one or two lead changes. It was, it was real close, neck and neck. Neck and neck. There's three dads hollering, hooting, and hollering. I'm like, cry! Like, yelling at cry. Fucking say something! He's like, Kim, shh, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's not okay, right? That's just the competitive side of me. But like, again, I don't feel like they're being. Uh, now I okay so through, throughout the whole game I'm like okay Kim calm down it's just these little kids it's just basketball it's not a big deal now if they win this game right they would they would go on to one more game uh, I'm not sure with their league but yeah they would have continued to go on yeah all the they would have continued yeah to the championship so we like we had to beat this one I think there was only one yeah. other one you lose you're so, out you win yeah, you move right on. so we're like in a really good spot our we have this kid Jackson on our team who's kick ass like he is unbelievable parents super focused he's unbelievable so Kane has gotten a little bit more aggressive throughout the season because he's Kane is like the sweetest soul on the planet Kaya runs him but yet Kaya doesn't know what she's doing so it would like really be beneficial if she did because she'd be a little bit more aggressive yeah. Kane over the every week <laughs> like go- game one the ball's bouncing on the ground and in the other team's like running towards it and he'll stop he'll be like you can grab it it's yeah okay. you can have it it's okay I'm like Kane <laughs> like, get the ball get the damn ball son but he's so sweet like but by the very last game he did snatch the ball a couple times yeah. and, which I'm very proud of because he has such he a vastly soul. improved yes so during this game, we're tied. They set a pick one time. I don't know if you. I don't know if you saw it. I'm fucking pissed right now talking about. So they set a pick over. one time. Kane, what does that even mean? What does Kane, a pick mean? Meaning like you put your body uh-huh. in the way of the path of the defender, so that the ball handler can run around his teammate, and the defender can't can't keep guarding him. Okay. And so they tried to do it one time. Kane did what he was supposed to do. The kid fell over. Screen never happened again, so it, it it worked to our favor. I, I said he, I promise you, he that he doesn't think, you know, he he thinks it's going to be nice little a soft little pick right. set up. I said if you run through him, and he's not prepared for that, he's not going to want to set that again. So the now, kid, mind so you, Kane's you, way bigger calling, than anybody else on his team and the other team as well. <laughs> the kid kept calling one and the kid. The other kid refused to, to set the pick on Kane. He wouldn't come over and stand in front of or stand next to him. And he was like waving at him, come do it. And he wouldn't. So then they stopped. 
but but still the dad was placing kids and and and, uh, and our coach was there as well and he's super sweet and so here yeah. we are it's like 11 to 11 you guys right and they score a basket and it's like 12 11 okay so we have i don't know what was third uh 50 seconds left i don't remember what it was exactly no, there was only like 40, maybe, okay, maybe whatever. 30, 40, 50, who 35 gives a fuck? seconds, yeah. Okay, whatever. So these fuckers, okay, they take the ball. They're two kids. The guy has the ball. How do you describe it? Like the guy has the ball. He throws it into the other yeah. guy. So, I'm so not good at like. Real quick guidelines. You can't fast break and you can't, meaning you can't take the ball and just run off down the court. Uh, you got to let everybody kind of get set up at the other end so we can work on some fundamentals. And then if the ball is being dribbled outside of the three-point line, the defenders cannot come outside and try to take the ball. Once he's inside the three-point line, you can actually uh, go after the ball. But outside the three-point line, the defenders cannot attack the ball or the ball dribbler. You can't go after him. So guess what these fucks do, you guys? You ready for this? Yeah. So they, 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 try, take, to, they try to manipulate the they, rules again, and they try again. to stall, and they're passing the, the ball, ball back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Outside, back of, the, and forth outside of the three-point line. For 30 seconds you guys but but we can't we can't defend that we we, we, we can't it's do impossible anything. For we can't us go to over the line that. right because like you're a cheater right. you're a fucking cheater like you're a cheater you're teaching your son how to cheat you're teaching the whole team how to cheat you're encouraging being a cheater i don't like that shit yeah. so of course then the, the the guy that runs the facility who's really really sweet and kind everybody gets involved because it's very obvious what you're doing you fuck all for one point. Like I wasn't mad that our kids lost. I was mad that you're a fucking cheater. Like that bothers me, but I don't know why I keep running into these kind of people. Okay. Just wait, just fucking wait till my boys game. Okay. Just wait. This is not even on my, on our, we'll, we'll do the, this story on our yeah. little well, notes and, next and week. So, but. so again, I, I think, and Corey keeps telling me it's a, it's okay, babe. It's okay. I'm like, well, right. I'm going to choke it, you it, too. It, it is okay because know, because of these because of these two reasons I'm going to say one they're still very young yeah. right none of none of this really matters and they yes, don't know what's going the only matters. thing that calmed me down was that Kane and Kaya don't really know that they were cheating but me Croy their coach our assistant coach everybody knew they well, were cheating but right. like our twins don't know that they're cheating so right. you know like I got to still so, be an adult and be a mom right, right? right. but I so, did tell my kids they're cheating they're right. fucking cheating right. It doesn't really matter, right? They're young. We want them to. Uh, we want them to get some some good coaching, some good fundamentals, some good exercise, fun, and and yes, of course, we want them to win. But we're going to deal with this type of behavior in this level of play because there has to be special rules within normal sports rules because of the age of the kids, right? They, they 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 don't have the abilities to play by the adult rules or the the traditional rules. So when you have to start altering rules, you're going to have jackasses that are going to try to find loopholes or manipulate those extra guidelines and try to take advantage of the system to help their team. It's but a, here's a, what a, I look, get pissed look, off about. Like, look, ask, believe, receive, natural. be positive, do the right thing, and don't cheat. But yet, you fuck. It's you cheating, you won one point up from ours. Te- cheating and taking advantage. You know, it's 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 human nature. They want to win, right? If your team has the ability to maybe do something with a loophole, is it technically cheating? Maybe it's not. Maybe it, maybe it isn't. Like screening, which isn't allowed. Croy throwing the ball right. back and forth for 35, 30 to thirty five <clears throat> seconds—that's cheating, bro. Right. Well, 
Right? What? Again, yes? 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 It's it's Croy? those are extra loopholes that normally would be legal in in normal play. So when you have those type of little setups, Well then I recommend you be the fucking coach next year, buddy, because if you know all the fucking no, loopholes, look, look, maybe you should switch. be the cheater. No, I can't because I have a switch and it's either on or off. And when it's on, we know. I, it's like I'm yelling from the sideline like I'm in the NFL. Like we know, no, and and people. Oh, are just wait till me. Croy looked at the referee at KJ's game and said, "He's my fucking son." I know. And the guy looked at him and laughed and said, "I bet you would." So, so, yeah, you know, it, it's it's. Croy just told me to stop yelling. It, but that's how you were yelling, Croy. Like I was yelling at this game. But I'm not even familiar with the rules, right? I, I just knew that it looked really odd that you're running the clock, throwing the ball from the same guy to the same guy, like back and forth between the two of you for over 30 seconds. Like that looked weird to me. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I just knew it was really weird to yeah. me, yeah. right? Like, again, I'm not, I don't know basketball like Corey knows it or anybody else. Like, I just yeah. know, like, well, I know a should, foul. You should let the kids I, play. You, yeah, you, like you I just do, knew yeah. that something was really odd, right? So like, of course, I start like hitting Croy's leg, like Croy, Croy, and he's like, "It's okay, babe. It's okay." That's what Croy tells me. It's okay, babe. It's okay, babe. Like, no, it's not okay, Croy. And so we, so, so he explained to me forward. kind of. He explained to me kind of like I, I'm intuitive, and I knew something was off. And he explained to me in the car on the drive home what was off because the twins were there. But of course, we told the twins they did a great job, which which was really cute. The coach had cookies with their names on it. He had awards for every player like coaches don't have to do that like I no. always get so sad at the end of every season whether it's baseball basketball or whatever because it's like we're leaving this coach our kids have always been blessed to have really good coaches who genuinely love the game and want to play it correctly and they don't cheat but sometimes I want to be with the cheating coach just so we can win <laughs> just for a second but not really you guys know what I'm saying Oh, shit. now let's jump to the boys. Okay. The Friday night game was intense. It was intense. And, uh, I mean, it was quick. They, the, they the were, they judge, were fouling. Not they the were, judges. they what do you were call them? Uh, referees. The referees. Referees were, we're used to the same kind of guys every weekend. And this one guy's super, super funny. He takes his two little fingers like for traveling and he pulls them really close to his boobs and he's like, like really small. Tra I don't know. They're just funny. I enjoy it. It's fun. But like all of a sudden this shit got real serious. Right. Yeah. And we won. Very exciting, but very close. Yeah. Didn't like some of the calls, uh, realize that a ref we, really can't yeah, determine so a win or not. Well, yeah. So Friday night, we were we were definitely on the receiving end of some, mm -hmm. of some calls, and they weren't calling anything on the other team. Like, the same things were happening, the same types of, you know, reaching in and contact and double dribbles and things like that were happening and they weren't calling them, but they were calling them on us, you know? So it wasn't, it wasn't very fair, but we, we were leading. So it wasn't quite as stressful, even though they were calling them on us, we were, you know, they were turning the ball over and just handing it over to them. And our, our little guys were, were just, they just kept fighting, but it got down to the last, the, literally the last seconds where we were up by two, by a shot. Yeah, we were I mean, up by it, a shot. We won like at the last second. So I call my spiritual counselor, Angie. I'm like, cut the chorus, clear everything. We're going to do great, blah, 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 blah. Especially if you're a cheater, goodbye, see ya, whatever, right? And so Saturday. So yeah, so, so we Saturday won. comes around. So Saturday comes around, and we have a game at 1130. The coach, of course, wants them to be there at 11 so that they can practice a little bit. And then they would have another game. If they won that one at 1130, they would 
play again at 530 at for the championship. championship. Yep. So 11:30 comes around and I see and I'm going to I'm going to fucking find out y'all. I see we're, we have to stand outside. There's another game going on so they won't let you in the gym, yeah. The gym until like everything's clean, the bleachers and everything. So we have to all stand outside. And I see now my son's a big dude. He's 5'1". He's in 4th grade. Uh he's about about 45. I see one child that's at least five six. I'm like, okay, whatever. On the other team, I see another one that's about five six. I see another one that's about five seven. There's no fucking way that a fourth or fifth grader, right? It was fourth and fifth or third and fourth. No, fourth and fourth fifth. and fifth. Fourth and fourth fifth. and Cash got bumped up because he's so big. It was fourth and fifth. There is no way. If I don't see a dad that's seven two in the next thirty seconds, you're cheating. That's at least, it. At least over no. six six. Yeah, like my husband's six like, four. He's a beast. My sons are big. My brother is six five. Like they're big dudes. KJ's the tallest in his entire grade. Cash is even taller than everybody in third grade. Like it's just the way it is for now, right? So something just seems weird. So the moms, which three kids, three kids, right? Three. KJ is the only one on his team that's like a head and a half taller than anybody else. So the moms and I are like, they, did they drive themselves here? Did they shave this morning? Like we're just cutting up the moms. Again, my kids always end up on teams with people that are really awesome. Yeah. And one of the moms was a lawyer. So I was like, I'm just going to talk shit. And you know what? You're going to figure it out for me. Right. And she's like, basically. <laughs> so we were just kind of having fun, but something just didn't seem right. I don't know if I'm right or wrong with this, you guys. I would like to think, and Croy would like, he keeps, they, they, babe, they have to follow the rules, but there's nobody there checking, right? Now, people used to joke well, about yeah, my you boys. I mean, follow the rules, meaning like those kids had to have played on that team for the whole season. Like they had to have known that. <laughs> Who's that, there keeping track? Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I. Well, I so know. people would question, like, you sure you have KJ and Cash's birth certificate? Like, it's a running joke because not only are they tall, but they're just like wide, you know, they're just big dudes. And so, but people kind of knew about the Beerman. They called them the Beerman bashers at baseball and they're just big, bigger dudes. Look at their dad. I didn't see any dad that was like, you know, taller than the norm. I don't know. So I didn't see anything like my husband's a beast. He's beefy. He's, he is what he is. I didn't see anybody taller than my husband. There was, I'm just saying, I'm just saying for the, there was no mom that was six foot. I'm five, eight. There was nothing that showed me dip. And you know what? Again, I'm going to tell you, and I know that they're probably listening to this pod. I don't give a shit. Something's not right. You don't have, if you have one, okay, cool. Like KJ's team, right? Him and Cash, there's two of them, right? But yeah. Cash, uh, of course, my son breaks Cash, his right arm. Cash is an inch and a half uh, shorter than KJ. He's an inch today. We, we checked yeah. him today. He's only an inch shorter than <sighs> KJ, but they're only a year apart. It's expected. Cash is actually projected to be taller than KJ uh, by a couple inches. So, they're brothers, though. So it's like not abnormal to have two brothers on the team that, you know, are, are pretty close in size. This is weird. None of these guys are related. They're like, like, I'm telling you guys, shoulders <laughs> up taller than KJ, all of them at least, right? Well, they, yeah, the, the other kids on their teams, tops of their heads yeah. were not even, were, were meeting the kids' shoulders. Literally, when we say a head taller, like a serious. I'm talking shoulders and a head taller than my son. Yeah. Like, Serious. They were serious height. 
So, and so I'm like, Croy, something's not right. And Croy, uh, yeah. the positive one, the sweet one's like, babe, just because they're taller doesn't mean they're like they're coordinated. And one of them wasn't, which was great. But anyways, let's just get into the game. Yeah. Here's the game. There were some really strange calls. Um, our coach that coached the twins showed up on Friday to watch a game, which again is really sweet. And then he showed up on Saturday to watch a game as well. And he was standing in front of a sign. <laughs> and my husband was like, traveling traveling walking i don't even know what the hell Corey was saying to be honest but he was like guy in the yellow shirt which was my twins coach move away from the sign and it showed basically like let the well he wasn't talking to me so actually what ended up happening right so game starts and it's it's back and forth back and forth back and forth nobody's scoring yeah it's fun nobody's scoring it's good defense it wasn't fair at one point it became not fair right it was good defense no i'm talking like at the very beginning like towards the last five minutes of the first half is kind of when things got really out of hand yeah so first 15 minutes of the game things things are going good you know they're they're calling they're they're calling us for some silly stuff and they're not calling them for the same silly stuff it's starting to happen again like it happened on friday but whatever it really wasn't affecting the game that much but our coach right was really coaching the kids hard he was he was telling them exactly what to do he was coming outside of his coaching box and kind of coming in front of of half court and, and the clock and things like that and it was irritating the ref, right? On top of the fact that that our section where we had, there was like 15 of us. <laughs> <laughs> so my hairdresser, Nikki, her husband, Tim, Brielle, Ethan, Zach, Ariana, Aaron, me, Croy. Uh, I feel like there was two other people. Uh, there was Tracy. A, Tracy, yep. Cannon. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, they all, they, we had our whole cheering section. Yeah. And, and it's we, very, had the, we had the moms of, of a couple other players we had a mom. We had the attorney that I know that's, if I end up saying some shit I shouldn't, she's going to protect me. And <laughs> they were really fun. The two moms were best friends. Their kids, their boys that were yeah. on the team. I've been best friends since they were like 12 weeks old. So like. So our section was rowdy. Our section right? was like, I, my, my switch had come on. I was I was fired up and so I was cheering everybody on. I wasn't being I, I mean, look. I, I'm never mean. I'm not harassing the guy, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna help him out. I'm gonna say that's a travel or that's a push or that's a foul, even if even if he's not calling it, you know. And and I'm I'm fired up. And so it gets to a point though where he ends up calling a technical foul on our coach for crossing outside of the box, <laughs> which gives which gives this team you know, two shots and which matters. And I'm like, and I'm like, dude, the, the, right now the fouls are seven to two. You've called seven fouls on our team and two on theirs. It's not even close. Right. Right. Then you're, you're calling a technical foul for our coach, coaching our own kids. He's not yelling at the Christ other said, kid. Let him coach. Let him coach. He's yelling. Let I'm him be like, a coach. I, I said, you got to let him coach. And the guy's like, you gotta let me riff. And I said, okay, well you got to let him coach. And so we're arguing and stuff, and and I think, <laughs> but I think the guy like it kind of clicked in his head, and he's like, like he's probably right. Like I need to probably take it down a notch. This isn't high school. Like I'm I'm refereeing. Like this is the this is the NBA finals, and it's and it's not. Like these are these are young kids. They're trying to learn how to play. Let's relax on the calls. Call them fair. Call them even. So he his demeanor changed. After after we, after I was telling him like you got to let the guy coach like relax man he called the technical foul on our coach which could totally change the game like that's 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 significant oh, points no. it gets worse stand by don't go anywhere you guys yeah. half half because it, it it involves my son so the half's over and we're down two to one 
we have one point, they have two, and it's been a close game. It's it's really close, and you can see their team is getting frustrated. Uh, KJ is out rebounding. They're 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 tall yeah. three kids. They're they're even, KJ's even, getting even rebounds our, out the ass. He's even doing our great. Short guys shorter than KJ. Our short guys are our, our shorter rebounders. Our shorter forwards were out rebounding their guys. It was just it wasn't falling their way. So the guy's getting frustrated. You could see it. He's he's kind of riding the one tall kid's butt because it might have either been his son or his player that's supposed to be performing. I don't know who it was because the dad wasn't like, if your son's that tall, buddy, you should be about 6'6". Yeah. Or the mom should be about, like, you know, she should be noticeable. Right. And so second half starts. We have, I think, nine kids. Now listen, I'm upset that Cash 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 can't broke his arm. So if Cash broke his left arm, you guys, I would have put him in. I would put his ass in with his right arm. Swear to God I would. So Cash. And you have to rotate your kids, right? 100%. They have to rotate in and out. So you have to play all the kids. You can't, you know, you can't pick and choose. They all have to play. They all are supposed to play at pretty much an equal time. And so we had 10 guys. And so without cash, though, now we're down to nine. So there is one where he has to keep them in and do like a double rotation with with a a, a couple of the players. And so because that is because that is uh, happening, there are times where KJ has been in for a double rotation or um, KJ was taken out. Right. For but, two so, rotations. But KJ was taken out the so, appropriate time yeah. in the first half. So then all of a sudden the coach, which I looked at Brielle because Brielle and I have like a photographic memory. There's a coach that's keeping the scoreboard or whatever you want to call it. That was at the, the, that was a coach for the game on Friday. Right. And I said, Brielle, that's the coach from Friday, right? She's like, yeah, that same coach went to the ref and said that KJ has never been taken out. We're now we're past halftime. Right. KJ's never been removed. KJ's He's, been removed he, for he, two. He claims that KJ has played the whole oh, game. Yeah. KJ has not played the whole game. No. KJ was removed for two. You call it quarters? What do you call it? Yeah. Like so two? so out of basically every five minutes, they're supposed to rotate. Okay. KJ KJ played the first five minutes, was taken out the second five minutes, played the third five minutes, was out the fourth five minutes, right? Okay. So he was out. He played 10 minutes out of the 20 now minutes. I'm mad at my husband for this. He's you guys. now I'm starting. Pissed right now. I'm pissed now, right now talking about it that you. He's now back in. He's now no. Back. He's about to no, go no, no, back no. in. He he was back in for the first five minutes of the second half. Right after that second fight, he was going to double rotate him, mm-hmm. and he was going to keep him in because mm-hmm. the other team was putting in their three tall. He he put in all three uh-huh. of his tall guys. How convenient! All of a sudden, yep. and he points at KJ and says, "He's been in the whole time. He's been in the whole time and never been removed." Right. So then, so then he has to stay out for ten full minutes. So guess what happens in those 10 full minutes? They get three shots because KJ's not there. Right. He's not there to get it. So I looked at my husband like, fucking say something. Like, why are you not saying something? He's been out. Like, he's like, how can you let this guy? They won that game by taking KJ out for two full five-minute sessions or however you want to look at it. And during that time, they got three points because KJ's the biggest and he was blocking all of their points. Yeah. So, like, how are you going to let this coach from the day before say that KJ wasn't taken out when he was? Like, I don't well, understand it. There, there, you know, there's nothing you could do aside from I said, standing Croy, in there the is. middle Get of the court. Get your fucking ass over there. <laughs> aside from standing in the middle of the court with a, a, a playback KJ of a video was crying, camera that like, we, without people knowing, but he, like, he was so upset. 
Well, yeah. And they scored three points with KJ out in those 10 minutes. I mean, you know. Very easily. And I would like to think that, like, you know, I'm very defensive on my children, and I'm always going to think they're the best and and no matter what they do. But, like, I'm also a realist. And what I'm describing to you is exactly what happened, not only with my twins, but with KJ. I mean, how can you say that KJ's not been pulled out when he has? And that's when Corey looked at the ref and said, he's my son. I know when the hell he's been pulled out. He hasn't played for two I don't know, segments. I don't know what you guys call it. but And and the ref started to laugh at Corey like, yeah, I guess you would know, buddy. Like, right. like we're not like we're not here to... But So my point is, is, why would you not fight for KJ to be put back in? Because they knew exactly what they were doing because during the time that KJ, yeah. quote-unquote, had to be removed, they scored three points and they won the game. Well, they th- three baskets. So they, they pulled ahead by... Well, I don't the, fucking care yeah. what it is. They ended up pulling ahead by eight points. Uh, well, they didn't pull ahead by eight yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. Not I, at that time. They got three baskets. What is that? Right. That's six, six points. Yeah. And and we were already down by two. So they had ended up pulling ahead by eight points. You know, and at that type of level of play, I mean, that's it's really hard. My to My point back is, from. so we, we, but it doesn't correct. <clears throat> but why didn't you say something? It doesn't like, matter. There's nothing. It I does matter. There's you nothing said, I could have done. There's nothing I could have yes, done. Yes, you could have been like, my son's been out twice. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I would stand there and argue, and they would say, okay, well, it's not happening. Give me proof. I don't have proof. I don't have a video camera. Whatever. It's Again, we, we boil back down to does it really <laughs> matter so right at this level to win? Yes, of course, you want your child to win. They're disappointed. Oh, they know yeah. about winning. They all those All those things. But I think what's more important and what I was so impressed by, impressed by Please our tell me what team, you were impressed with. by our team and our kids. Yes. So I was on the sideline. I and I, as a sports person who's played it, you, you can kind of feel the momentum shift. You you know that you see the clock. You know what's capable, what's not capable. I knew that it was lost. You know, like I. I knew oh, you we, did. Yeah, I, okay, I knew great. we. Weren't, I knew we weren't winning it. It's great, Croy. And so, but you never want, you never want the kids to know that. And so I just, I just kept yelling from the sideline, you know, like, keep working, keep finishing, keep pushing, keep working. Wait, on a side note, Zach came and brought me a half a glass of wine and two beers for Croy for our podcast. And then I sent him $300 because he's been doing our store. And he's like, are you crazy? I'll keep the bar open all night, baby. <laughs> because they head to the Bahamas this week. Yeah, that's funny. So I, I just from the sideline, coach was on the other side. I was basically on the direct opposite side of the court. And I could hear him, you know, like, keep working, you know, full press, press. And so you can start pressuring them, full court press at the two minute mark. And so, which is possible if we get some steals and get a couple layups, we're right back in the thing. But I was so happy to see KJ just, he just did, none of them gave up. They were, they, they were, well, Croy kept saying, keep it going, sprinting. keep it going, keep fighting. They, they were, they were yeah. sprinting across the court. I mean, at one point, they, they chucked a ball, like one kid threw it, like, a good three quarters of the way down the court and the, these two kids hit each other in the middle of the court going for the ball. It was intense, but it's because they were fighting. I'm okay, Croy, with our kids losing because it teaches them something. Right? Like you're not always going to win no, everything. No, and you, you and, still have to walk away with pride and stress and know you gave it your all. I'm all for that, right? But like my son was out for 10 minutes yeah. and this guy wants to say he wasn't yeah, and it becomes a battle of, between the coaches. But like... But yeah. I'm mad at Croy. I'm actually Not, really pissed yeah. right now that Croy didn't walk his There would have never been an issue, right? The there would have never been an issue if the guy hadn't been there from the previous day and, and yes. had been angry about losing uh, the game because he, he, he knew damn well KJ had been out. But, but like, he, why thought, it would, he thought it was going to be a cute little thing to, to mess with us. 
and say, oh, and it was because they won, Croy. Well, like course. I'm bothered like, by oh, that. Well, if he's saying it, then, then it's got to be right, right? Like, you know, like well, so if your dad, you're his dad, and you're saying well, course, it, then it's right. You know, in their opinion, well, his dad's going to say, you know, his dad's going to defend his son. Right, like, well, KJ went up to the. Did you hear? See KJ go up to the to the referee and say, right. I, "I've been out, Circus." KJ. Which, which I was a, a little bit disappointed in the fact that if a child has enough gall or or enough balls, uh, whatever, right, you yeah, say. whatever you want to call it, to stand up and say, you know, I I, I followed the rules. I've yep. I've done it the right way. But KJ's a rule, and you follower. don't acknowledge yep. that. I was disappointed. Too. Then that's when then, I got mad at you and I said, "Croy, say something." I was so well, pissed. Well, then you're telling the kid, "I don't believe you." Right. Yeah. And so that that's frustrating and, you know, kind of a mismanagement of that situation a little bit, I think. But again, again, here's my point, you guys. I'm all about ask, believe and receive. Right. So here's the thing. Again, we have somebody who cheated. I don't care how you look at it. They pulled. (laughs) No. Croy, they pulled KJ for 10 minutes of a game that he was already out of 10 minutes of, and they scored three points. If KJ was in, I'm telling you, on all six of our kids, they wouldn't have scored at least the three points. Maybe one. Okay, I'm not not, like oblivious to that fact, but like KJ was blocking them from all their points. Right. So again, I'm getting so pissed right now. (laughs) Help help us out out there, listeners. You know, tell us if if it's if we're an anomaly or if if we're part of the majority where you guys are dealing with. Are you guys dealing with this? If Corey wasn't who he was, I would have been screaming. Well, because what's so important at this level of play and and I don't understand this because I I didn't experience this as a child growing up. Uh, because I I wasn't 2,000 people in your I wasn't well, and I wasn't in these type of young, you know young leagues and things like that. I didn't start playing until I was in middle school. What's so important to these little guys is that they is that they get the fundamentals. They get a good coach that's encouraging, that that instills positive. good that good positivity. Their coach in them. backed down. He said, okay, um, cool. Like you right. know and, and, and I respect that. And that they get some good foundations and morals to sports. And if you're, if right now in this day and age, if you're teaching cheating to these kids in sports or you're teaching manipulating rules or you're teaching loopholes or you're teaching whatever, then these kids are like, well, if it exists now, it's going to exist everywhere. And that's, that's, that's not how it should be. It should be, we should step back as, as adults, right? And, and encourage these kids to do things the right way. Yes, we want it to be competitive. We want it to be uh, entertaining and fun and, and all fuck? those things. But but at the end of the day, if you're encountered with a situation within some some type of play, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, flag football, whatever it is, and you need to address a foundational or a core moral of just a person like cheating or or doing something the right way or not manipulating the rules then i think that should be first and foremost well so so i this is not the first time we've dealt with this if you guys go back to previous podcasts about baseball here there's a couple of coaches and parents that will cheat at all extent it chaps my ass I am a realist. I'm a tourist, right? I see things black and white. I see them for what they are. Right. The win doesn't matter. The win doesn't matter. The win or loss doesn't matter. It matters matter. to what? me when you're a fucking cheater. No, no, no. That's what matters to me because the it's like you. The win or loss doesn't matter. I want my 
what matters is what you're teaching the kids. And if you're teaching the kids to win, I don't even think to that they know win. that you're like, but throw the do. ball back but and forth for no, 40 no. seconds so that nobody else can get the ball from you, buddy. No, but they do. I, I, I'm telling you, children, children are empathic. They are intuitive. They understand when something's not right. Like, what? we've never done this drill before. Why are we doing this? And why is he yelling and upset? You know, like they, they understand, they, they know that something's not right. Well, Kane did say when he got in the car, like, dad, they just kept throwing the ball back and forth. And, and Croy was like, yeah, you know what? They did that. And that wasn't really the right thing to do because you obviously they can't step over the line and blah, 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 blah. Croy kind of told Kane in a roundabout way without saying it. But my thing is this, like these kids, you, you can really affect them. You can you're teaching them. You're literally teaching them. So they may not know exactly what's going on, but at some point it's going to trigger their brain next year or the following year. Like, oh my God, I threw the ball back and forth and that wasn't really right. Like you have to be the best that you can be. Win or lose. Like at this stage, it really doesn't matter. Unless you're in the MLB, the NFL. Again. Like that's when it, it, you're at an all time high, right? You're at the highest level you will ever get to. At this stage, it doesn't matter. Why I get so mad I know I'm stubborn, right? I know that. I know I know exactly who I am as a person. Why I get so mad is that they weren't given a fair chance. You pulled my son out because this guy, the coach from the previous night who was keeping the score, said that KJ played the entire time when he didn't. I think my husband should have walked his fucking juicy ass across the court and said, my son was out, in fact, twice, and said that. The coach fought for KJ. Everybody fought for KJ. And they just, KJ stayed out. KJ had tears streaming down his face. Like, I'm I'm actually really pissed about it right now. Because how can you say that my son played when he didn't? Like, as his father, even KJ, I saw him get off the bleachers and come to the coach and the ref and say whatever he said. I, I don't know verbatim what he said because I was across the court, but I know that he said something along the lines like, sir, I, I, you know, basically yeah, didn't out. play. I've been yeah. out. And for them, it like was really disheartening. So for me as a parent, I don't even know what I'm saying. Like my son's been out three minutes. Like I wouldn't even know what to say. So I was like, cry, say something. He's like, Kim, it's okay. It's okay. But it's not okay. Right. But it also taught my son that like sometimes you're not always going to get the fair end of the stick or however you want to word it. Like it's not always going to be the right way. Sometimes you just have to take a seat. I've been there. Croy's been there. You all have been there. And so that was the lesson. KJ is just, if you took Croy and I together, KJ is literally that competitive. Cash, Cash knows he's good. He doesn't get as invested, you think? how would you word cash? Like cash is, is, is very gifted without trying maybe, or, or and, and he's well, a Leo. So he thinks he's the best person ever. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. I, I think, I think cash maybe is just a, just a smidge, not as competitive as KJ. You know, KJ is just slightly more competitive it's than cash. Terrible. But, but KJ is, is very, um, very forward with his competitiveness. And so he will, like if he loses, you'll know he's he's upset. He's crying. He's 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 throwing the controller. He's he's throwing the ball. Doesn't uh, want to play for a month. Right? He, yeah, like his not mama. not not disrespectfully like throwing the yeah, bat, but he'll get in. He'll get in into the into like the dugout, and he'll he'll just lose it. 
right? Because he because he did he got out or something like that. Croy has cash. to coach him. Croy KJ would cry his eyes out, and I'm like, Croy, go get him, go get him. Croy said, No, <clears> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to go get him. Whereas Cash is, you know, he is just as competitive, but he kind of internalizes it and uses it more as motivation um, until until it maybe doesn't work out for him in the very, very end. Like if he if he officially loses the game or or whatever, then he kind of gets really frustrated. But during the game, he's he's pretty good. Like if he gets out, he's just like, you can see it in his face, but he's not losing it. Yeah, like he's like, uh, I'm, I'm better than yeah. you anyway. Like yeah. in his mind, he's his ego is like, whatever, right. dude, next right. time. Like yeah. it's funny how people are who they are when they're born. Yeah. Uh, we totally got off track here because i'm fucking so irritated that you still didn't go across the basketball court in front of everyone and say like my son was out twice because do you think i think we could have won because the three the three baskets that were scored was because they pulled kj out for 10 minutes yeah and they had three dudes that are probably 17 and shaved that morning (laughs) and i said to Corey, like do people show birth certificates like how does that work like well there's always (laughs) next year we shall see. Corey, like I'm irritated we by that. Like see. I wish I would have told you that. Hey, baby, for the Super Bowl, it's always next year, baby. Like really? <laughs> what if I said that to you, babe? So we went to the movie theater. <laughs> Are you really gonna just yep. stay like so? Oh, you're so. But before God, you're we start complaining, hear us out. You know, we Georgia this week was cold, rainy. Kids were off for winter break. Our kids, private schools, were yes. off for winter break, yep. not public schools this yep. week. Uh, and so my assistant. I'm like, what are we gonna do? Because we gotta do something. We have they, to do something they, for the kids. They're so they're so awesome. This is tough on kids, and I hope you know. I've read a lot of articles in the last uh, week for whatever reason about children anywhere from like literally six to twenty six in particular having a really hard time during all of this COVID. I never really took inventory of my girls even like having a hard time because they have their you know Ariana has her boyfriend and Brielle's got great friends and but like people are really struggling mentally emotionally financially and like a lot of parents I just want you guys to check in on your kids um in a way that's not awkward uh my massage therapist is a therapist actually like licensed has her master's degree and she was telling me how to like check with people the other day when I was getting a massage like not like hey um so ha- have you been having like an okay time during this COVID process? She's like, no, Kim. We are like, have you been feeling, what was that noise? <laughs> My beer. <laughs> it bubbled. <laughs> it's more like, are you like feeling fucked up and sad during this COVID thing? Like, she's like, talk like you would talk, Kim. And I was like, you know what, Ann, you're fucking right. But anyways, on a side note, I feel like my own children, even though they're young, like the stress of just basketball and just being home, like usually we're out of town at the beach or something during this time. This times are very different. So I really wanted to do something special for them. My assistant with the rain, like, what can you do? Right. Well, she was like, hey, AMC movie theater, you guys could rent out like a movie theater. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not paying $10,000 to do that. Like, that's ridiculous. And she's like, oh, my God, it's totally reasonable. Only reasonable because they, they're basically shut down. Right. right. So basically, we rented the movie theater out uh, at AMC at North Point. Is it mm-hmm. North Point? Yep. Um, movie theater 10, to be exact. And it was a total of like... Six hundred dollars for fourteen people. Not even quite that. I think it was, it was like, like five, five twenty-five or something like that. Yeah. Five fifty. With that's including, that's including the snacks, popcorn for everyone, large sodas, sodas for everyone, Sour candy. Patch Kids, uh, 
the movie starboard i mean tons of tons of stuff so and then we as like many went people, all people basically as many people as, as, people as you, you want to bring you could bring right yeah. so it's but nothing like i mean when you hear like snacks. kim kardashian who i love to death and she knows i love her to pieces but her and kanye like they run out of movie theater at, you know you think like ten twenty thousand dollars back in the day i feel like it was definitely Maybe. that now in this day and age it's not that way you guys what's really sad is that uh upon arriving and upon leaving there was nobody else but us uh there Crazy. was a couple two people that were leaving uh, it was so sad. Like, I mean, I went to movies as in, in high school and stuff where there was like every once in a while, it was like the movie started at 10. It got over at 1230, one o'clock. And you were like the last one leaving. Sure. Parking lots kind of empty. Someone's standing behind the counter, closing things out. But nine times out of 10, when I went to the movies, it was packed. Like you, you, you saw people everywhere. Movies were happening everywhere. It was like. It's creepy. Like, I, I, it's creepy. There's nobody there. And I was worried about, like, the popcorn not being fresh because nobody's been eating it, but it was totally fresh. So they gave us popcorn in this Wonder Woman because that's the movie we were seeing, which you guys, it's three hours. I fucking don't like document. I don't like anything but documentaries. Three hours. I wanted to just, uh, too long. My kids did great. But they give you the popcorn in this Wonder Woman container, and then they give you the salt and the butter. In my mind... The salt, which was orange, was like, I don't know if it's Miss, it's not Miss Butterworth because that's a syrup, no. but like the sprinkle, like, you know, flavored cheddar cheese yeah, you get cheddar, powder, ch- whatever. Yeah. Cheddar I don't know powder what it's or nacho cheese powder. Whatever. Or, right. So, so the kids have all their popcorns. We've lined everybody up. By Nanny went, Brielle and Zach went, Ariana and Aaron went. We were all there. And so I lined up everybody's popcorn and I opened this orange, which I thought was flavored cheddar. And I just started dumping it (laughs) on everybody's popcorn. And then they're like, Daddy. Oh, no, no. I was like, Kim, what do you do? You put the whole thing on? She's like, yeah, it's fine. It's it's fine. I'm like, you just dumped the whole (laughs) thing on like, literally not 10 seconds later like a Kai tablespoon is like, of salt Kai's like daddy daddy I don't like the popcorn it's so salty I can't eat it daddy and I'm like Corey's like you do realize that's salt right and I was like yeah 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 but like but then it didn't register and I was like oh my fuck it's straight salt yeah anyways yeah. when I woke up the next morning my face was actually very full which I've never had happen because I'm not a big salt eater I took a little pinch and that was it for mine yeah good for you buddy um <laughs> anyways it was okay uh, uh, I always feel like when I leave public places like that, we pick up like entities. If you're, if you don't know what that is, it's like other people's energy that sat in that chair or other people in the room or other people on the way out. So it was kind of weird. I feel like saging yourself after that is probably best, which we didn't really do. And we're good now, but I did definitely feel like you pick up people that have sat in that space before. Well, we walk out and Kane realizes as he goes through the double doors, Oh my God, my hat, my hat. And so I was like, oh my God, just like, we'll get a baby, like open the door basically with our nanny Zalma, like open the door and just go back in and no problem. And the door was locked. So we're knocking on the door and the windows like, da, 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 like help. And this guy comes to the window, kind of looks at us like something wrong with you guys. And then he kind of goes over to where you would previously buy your tickets, where there's like a microphone, it's all yeah. like double glass and you would like slide your money underneath this little window, almost like a bank. And he's like, hello. And my nanny's like, um, he left his hat in movie theater 10. We were just trying to pick it up. One second. Like, I, it was very weird. But I mean, I guess they deal with people. Like, oh, who sure. knows what they're dealing yeah. with? Atlanta has yeah. lost it, you guys. I don't know if you follow at ATL Scoop, but they keep you updated with what's going on. And it's not good. 
So long story short, about 10 minutes later, they came out with Kane's hat and we left and it was great. And it was something that they got to enjoy and do. And we ended up ordering Pizza Hut when we got home and it was cool, but like not what I would envision. But I, what I'm thankful for is that we have the time to spend together. I know one day we'll reflect back on all of this. Like I am so thankful for the time I get to spend with my kids, even if it's them playing Fortnite or me cussing out a referee, you know, like I, I'm very thankful for the time that we've got to spend it. And I wouldn't miss anything for a minute and Corey, i know you wouldn't either but i'm so mad you didn't go across the court and say something <laughs> like because i feel like we could have won if you did yeah you don't think Maybe. we could have uh, you know Croy, come on look again no, win or but, lose win or lose whatever it's not going to be recorded in the history books what's going to be in my mem- mind it is what's going to be remembered is how things were handled and and how these guys approach sports in the future and i think that's that's what's most important. But uh, needless to say, we had an eventful weekend. We had an eventful week, and we had a fun week. Uh, My husband is very quiet and like reserved, and but he was riled up, and so I thought gets, that he I, was I'm like you, riled up to the I, point where he was like. Well, he said to the ref, like, he's my son. I know he was taken out, and the guy laughed at Corey. I was like, I guess you would, like, <laughs> duh, like. I just, you know, I, I hope I don't like this shit. I, I man. really hope that we are still doing this podcast when when my boys are playing sports. In I high wonder, school I wonder how it would feel if we were on a team that was cheating, though. How would I feel if we were on a team that was cheating? Well, I, I feel like I don't you know, know that I'm, I'd be I'm that mad. I'm never going to speak it, but I'm going to have to really control my switch because I've been there. I know what these guys are feeling. I know, I know the intensity that's inside of these guys. Uh, especially at the level of high school, college, uh, and and maybe on. We'll we'll see. Maybe this podcast will be going on for twenty years. Who who knows? Wait, but, we're uh, fucking not even following our schedule, and we're an no, hour and a half in. All right, so Bert's gonna be like, "What the hell is wrong with the two of you?" We had, <laughs> Did that we throw had, you for a loop? Because no. he almost. We had again. Oh, we so had hot. we had an amazing week. Uh, we did. I, again, I'm actually really mad. We're at gonna still. tackle something in our bonus segment, safe space with Kim and Croy, that you guys are gonna want to tune into. It's up next. She slept with her brother-in-law, and she wants to know if she should tell his new wife. Uh, we'll spend a lot of time with that and more in our bonus segment. Thanks, you guys, for joining this episode of House of Kim. I'm a little riled up, you guys. Corey, I'm still mad that you didn't walk across the court and say something to the ref. Um, Next week. <laughs> love you still, baby. Have a great week, you guys. Thanks for listening to The House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Catch new episodes weekly at pioneerpodcasting.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Love the show? Don't forget to leave a rating and review. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.